Okay, I'm gonna try this again. Let's turn off the radio. Turn you off. There we go. Hey, how are you? It's Doug. It is, uh, I don't know, May 28th, I think. What was it? Saturday was the 25th. Sunday was the 26th. Monday was the 27th. Today's Tuesday. It's the 28th of May. Um, I may have already said that. Uh, I have not been around for a very long time. There are many reasons for that. Uh, the biggest is, let's see, what is the biggest reason? Well, I could blame work. Uh, the fact that I'm now spending an hour in the morning driving to work, an hour in the evening driving home. But I don't think that's much of a reason for me to not be around, because why couldn't I just record while I was doing that? Well, other than I have very little to say because not much not much happens to me during the day or during the week. I'm not so sure that you would even care about what it is that I have to say. But I don't think that's the reason. I could blame the fact that uh, my wife had a heart attack back in, in, in March. Uh, that's just kind of made me refocus onto my priorities, uh, those being her and my my daughter and uh, the preciousness of life Uh, and why would I spend time making a podcast uh, when I should be spending time with them but that's not the reason that's not the reason that I haven't been around Um, I think I was I was listening to uh, to the Scarborough dude today this morning uh, as I'm driving into work. Uh, I'm just down at Carlaw and Lakeshore. I've still got at least another half an hour to go to get to work just because it takes forever to get anywhere in this city in the morning. Traffic is horrible. Uh, I'm only going 30 kilometers and it takes me an hour. So there you go. There's uh, there's that. As I was saying, I was listening to the Scarborough Dude's most recent podcast uh, a couple things in that. Uh, dude, I don't know if uh, you have used that lawnmower yet that you purchased, or I don't know if your wife has used it yet. Uh, if you'd like to buy mine, I have a perfectly good battery-operated Ego lawnmower that I'll be willing to sell you for 250 bucks. but that's neither here nor there. Uh, he was actually talking about uh, this whole idea of consequences. The the seed project that I I put forth back in, in March at the end of uh, the last seed project. Uh, this all happened before I got a job. This all happened just after my wife had had her heart attack and I was just kind of getting used to the new life. And I thought, well, you know, maybe by May I'll be all settled in, be ready to do more podcasting and I'll have some time to really make this seed project episode count. Make it a good one. Well, guess what? I didn't do it. I didn't do it at all. I didn't. I spent uh, maybe five minutes. I mean, I, okay. In truth, I have recorded this episode actually three times. I've recorded already three consequence episodes, or at least I've started. I completed one. I did it just the other day. Um, 
actually before the deadline, uh, you know, the supposed, the very soft deadline of release it in the week of, uh, what was it, May 17 to May 25, I recorded it. It was ready to go out. But I listened back to it, and it sucked. It was awful. Because I actually didn't talk about the consequences at all. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't spend any time thinking about it. So if anything, I've spent a little bit of time thinking about it, mostly questioning, well, what the hell am I going to talk about? What, what are the consequences? Why, why do I even want to talk about consequences? Do I even really believe in them? Do I, I don't know, is, are there consequences? Is it, is it predestined? Is it, does it make a difference what we do? All that kind of stuff. And I've jumped around in all those thoughts, but I really haven't had any sort of, you know, deep thought or, um, breakthroughs on on what uh, what consequences are or how I can deal with the the creative seed of the word consequence and I think listening to the dude this morning I finally kind of figured out maybe what it is that I should talk about and he was talking about, uh, you know, is there any one sort of big thing in your life, one big action, one big consequence of something that you did or did not do that has changed your life? And I don't know. I don't think there is. I mean, there's, you know, I got married. I had a kid. All those things are big. You know, they have their big consequences, but they are all part of a progression of life. So, I don't think that one had any sort of real, real repercussion of that. There were consequences that I faced for doing things like, uh, you know, riding the mosh pit at the Dead Milkmen concert and breaking my leg while I was in Pontiac, Michigan, on top of a parking garage that was also a, uh, um, a, a show venue, a rock and roll venue, rock and roll, a music venue. Uh, sure, that, that had its consequences. The consequences of that were I, I broke my leg. Uh, I got a good story out of it. I could gross people out, talk about how it is that my leg broke. Uh, I also bought a Sega Genesis that, you know, to uh, to, to play while I was uh, sitting there with my leg up and it was broken and healing. That also meant that I went to school and, well, I got, you know what? I really got into drugs at that point because I had nothing better to do. So I smoked a lot of pot, smoked a lot of hash. Um, but I don't know. I might've done those things anyway. That was just a thing that happened. But I do think that there is one thing in my life that has had, um, has, has had a consequence on my life. Maybe it's not a consequence. Maybe it's just a fact. Maybe it's just the way I am. And, and that's just how things happen for people who are like me. But I am for, hmm, for lack of a better word, I'm lazy. Maybe that's too, maybe that's a lazy way of actually describing myself. Maybe I'm not actually that lazy because when I do work on something, when I do finally tackle a project, I get it done. I, I work it. 
I work hard at it. Uh, I take pride in it. You know, getting that house ready to sell sell was was a big project, but I was I was up for it. But maybe maybe the word is not lazy. Maybe the word is unmotivated. Somewhere in there, there's a description of me that that is sort of. I am not one to start a project, probably because I know what's involved in it, and I don't want to. I don't want to do it. So maybe that is laziness. Maybe lazy people can still get things done, but it just takes them a lot longer to do them. Okay. Maybe lazy people just don't like to do things. You know, I, you think of a lazy person, you think of some guy who's always just lying on the couch or not even that, laying in bed. Just like Brian Wilson did. Um, just not doing anything. But maybe that's not it. Maybe there is a type of person who is like me who is lazy. This podcast, for example, is... And exi- well, is is one consequence of that. I years ago heard Scarborough Dude podcasting, and I said I want to do that. That is something that I want to do, and I had these great visions of what Slug is Doug could be. I wanted it to be creative. I wanted it to be an audio experience. I wanted to tell stories on it. I wanted to I wanted to experiment with audio. I wanted to have various different types of episodes. It wasn't meant to be just me uh, talking about the minutia of life. It was meant to be a record of... It was meant to be a record of my life, but it was also meant to be an ex- exploration into various things. The, my learning of music, my uh, playing around with sound. Just art. It was meant to be art, really. And... That was great. And I thought about that. That's how I really wanted it. But then here we are, fast forward to almost 10 years or nine years. Is it almost 10 years now? Maybe. I think I started just before Claire was born and she's about nine now. So uh, so almost 10 years. Fast forward almost 10 years. And here I am putting them out maybe once every three months. And not only that, here I am trying to do exactly what I can to try to bring my bring myself out of laziness putting forward challenges you know to get other podcasters to join in with me to do a podcast about a certain topic to try to be try to just push ourselves to do something new and so I put up a, a put up the seed project I say you know here do a podcast about what was it we've done uh uh last one was uh, the eavesdropper this one is uh, consequences and the first one was uh, it was shit it was one that was that the dude put up um, it was his thing it was reliability no oh damn I can't even remember what it is, what it was something like that but again I think for each and every one of these I've dropped the ball and, I, that, and there's definitely a pattern in my life where I do things like this where you know I, I say to a friend yeah we're gonna do that we gotta do that we're, we're gonna uh, get together and we're gonna 
build a new deck or we're going to get together and we're going to go for wings or we're going to cook dinner or we're going to travel or we're going to see this. We're going to, you know, and I have all these great ideas, but I don't follow through in them. And I don't know if that's through laziness. I don't know if it's through fear. I, I don't know what it's through. And it's perhaps something I need to deal with. But, you know, I just turned 48. Really, am I going to deal with it now? Can I change? Is it possible? Is this lack of motivation, this lack of laziness, is that something I can change? Or will I forever be paying the consequences of being such a person? Constantly battling the demon inside that says, yeah, I want to do that, but... Nah, I could do something else. Here's another for instance. I have a couple of 3D printers. And for probably the first several weeks, month or so, since we moved into the house. Actually, you know what? We rewind even further. I've, I have two 3D printers. I had them set up at the old house in my office, and I was just getting into 3D printing regularly. I'd taken the one that MMD had given me, and I had given it new life, and I was really starting to explore um, explore the world of 3D printing, and I was getting into it, and I was doing things. I got a job last summer. I brought my 3D printer to work. I did some more 3D printing there. I was really getting into it. Uh, and this was all after a long time of just wanting to do 3D printing. It just took me forever to actually get to it. Well, when it came to time to prep the house for moving, I had to basically shut down my office, get all my junk out and put it in storage. And so for, which I only thought was gonna be for about maybe a month, maybe two, it ended up being forever, almost four months, uh, six months maybe, it was it, October, uh, I think we put everything away in November. So November, December, January, we didn't get anything back until like February. So four months. All my stuff was away for four months. We, we dealt with showing the house and, you know, trying to sell it and all that kind of crap. And in that time, I watched my usual uh, YouTube videos on 3D printing, got into it, watched all my videos on people creating stuff and doing things, people woodworking, people 3D printing, people painting, people crafting, people doing things, making things. And I, I, can, I can watch that shit forever. I can sit and watch that and just love it. I'll eat it up. Yum, yum, yum. Finally, we move into the new house. I've got the boxes that have the 3D printers in there. I'm thinking, okay, I just I just got to set up the 3D printer. I just, just need to put it in my little space that I have set aside, carved away in the basement for me to have my little corner, my little maker corner, so I can make things. And I continue to watch the videos. I continue to watch people making things. I continue to watch people being creative. And I live precariously through them as they experience the joys of making as they experience the the challenges of making and they produce also a video for me to watch so not only are they actually making something but they're also making two things they're making the object itself that I'm watching them make and they're making the video that I'm watching heaven heaven absolute heaven for me 
and I think, well, I just got to clear out that that room. I just gotta, I just gotta do this. I just, if if I could just have my 3D printer set up, then I would be happy. I would, I would, I would get it done. I'd be there. I'd be printing. The room's clear. Printers are almost set up. They're set up on top of a desk. But I haven't sat down and, and set them up properly. They're kind of just sitting there on a desk. They're waiting. And I and and I keep blaming other things. I say, well, no, I gotta I gotta do other things. I gotta uh, I gotta clean up the rest of the house. I can't do that until I've finished doing this. Uh, I, I I better practice piano. I better you know, which I don't even practice piano as much as I should anyway. Maybe I just maybe I just have too many things that I want to do and I need to focus more. Maybe that's what it is. I'm unfocused so that I can't focus on that one job. I don't know. But even on the weekend I was sitting there and I had some free time. That's lots of free time. It's my birthday. My my family was leaving me alone. They were allowing me to do what I wanted to do. I could have gone in there and and set up the printers and I probably could have printed something. Or the other thing that I want to do is I want to set up a shop. I want to have a workshop in the basement. There's actually enough room down there and it's it's not huge, but there's enough space that I could actually make things, small things, if I wanted. I'd do a little bit of woodworking. I'd like to do some hand woodworking. I have some nice old planes that I inherit, that I was given by my father that were my grandfather's actually used to build his house I think actually they were his grandfather's and I haven't done anything about it I did I guess I did a little bit I started to rearrange things finally on Sunday to try to get more of a semblance of a workshop for myself but instead, I spend more time just watching videos about other people making things. And I think that, that, that there is that sort of, there is some thing inside of me, some, and I, like I say, for lack of a better word, there is some laziness, some thing inside me that as a consequence, I don't do the things that I really want to do. Maybe I'm just confused. Maybe those are not the things that I really want to do. Maybe what I really want to do is just watch more videos of people making stuff. Maybe I, I, I don't really actually want to make stuff. Maybe there's something else that I really want, and I, I just don't know what it is. But, you know, I think that it was this same thing inside of me, this lack of motivation this laziness that kept me from excelling in architecture school. Yeah, I really wanted to be an architect from the age of 12. I wanted to design buildings. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be an architect. But then I got there and I was like, "Ah, I don't want to do the work to be an architect. Lazy. Unmotivated. I gave myself the excuse that I didn't love architecture the way my friends did, which is true. I mean, uh, to be honest, I really not that jazzed about buildings. Uh, what I was really wanting to be was I wanted to be a dungeon designer. 
because that's the way that I basically got into architecture. I, I liked using graph paper and drawing mazes and dungeons when I was playing Dungeons and Dragons with my brother. And I think that's what convinced myself that I wanted to be an architect. I like to draw plans of my room and my house because I wanted to always put in secret rooms. I don't know if it was that I loved the architecture part of it, more so that I liked the mystery of the secret rooms. I liked the mystery of dungeons. But perhaps the laziness within me didn't realize that I, I didn't take the time to reflect, to think about what that motivation was. Why I liked those things. I just sort of flippantly and offhandedly said, yeah, no, that should be an architect. That's what I need to be. Well, that and my dad suggested it. He said, you like to draw, you like math, you should be an architect. Yeah, why not? Give it a shot. I mean, the architecture career, the architecture education was great for me. It did a good thing. I met a lot of really great people. I made some fantastic friends. I learned uh, an amazing way of thinking, I think. I, I, I explored regions of my creativity that I had never explored before. So I, altogether, the laziness did not, or the lack of motivation, uh, self-motivation didn't um, uh, restrict me from becoming the person that I am because I am quite happy with the person I am and, and I wouldn't, wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But I do think that there is something in me that unnamed trait, maybe, maybe you can tell me what it is. Maybe there is a name for it that I don't know about. My aging brain doesn't allow me to, to think of the word. Or maybe I don't even know about what the word is. Because, look, I didn't read a lot as a kid. I didn't. And so, I hear a lot of people that, when I hear them talk, I often say, Wow, they're very insightful. They have so many amazing thoughts. And they're well-educated. And they're well-read. And they, they know smart things, smart stuff. But I feel that I I don't know those things. I know I'm smart. I know that I know things. But there's certain times when I feel like, you know what, maybe a lot of what I actually know is just kind of trivia. It's sort of, I know a little bit about everything, but I don't know a lot about one thing. No judgment on that. I mean, it's just kind of the way some people are. But I guess, you know, I guess I know a lot about other, you know, certain things. So I, I can't, I can't whack myself too much about that. I can't, you know, hurt myself uh, or, you know, get on my own back about that. But uh, I... There is that thing that, that is within me that I wonder if that, if, if my life is as a consequence of that trait, whatever it is, that laziness, that lack of self-motivation, self is my life a consequence of that? And how much has it been formed by that? So I said, I'm happy. I like where I am. I like who I am. So is it a bad thing? I don't know. I, I don't think so. 
I hold my daughter regularly every day. I give her a big hug and a kiss. I tell her I love her and I'm, and I'm glad to be where I am in the world. Sure, things could be a little bit different. But that would, that's just improvements, I guess, that one thinks about. We always want to do strive to be better, so maybe I'm not so lazy in terms of that. Maybe that's not lazy thinking. But I think I have to accept the fact that I do tend to, and I hope that you accept the fact, and I hope you accept my apologies for it, you have to accept the fact that there are... I have a tendency to do things like proffer up an idea... Is it proffer or offer? Whatever. I like the word proffer. I like to come up with an idea in hope of it inspiring myself to do something. And hopefully it inspires others to do something. And the Seed Project is an example of that. And I think I've done it. I think I've just produced an actual good episode about consequences. So yay me. Maybe I'm not that lazy. I'm just slow. I'm just a little bit behind. And by God, I hope this recorded. I'm slow like traffic. <laughs> smart like smart like streetcar. <laughs> Strong like bull. Smart like streetcar. Yes, traffic is slow. I'm still driving along the Gardner. Maybe this is a QEW now. I can't remember where it starts. I guess it just... Nope, still on the Gardner. I'm just at uh, Windermere. Just finally getting around to South Kingsway. I should really start thinking about getting over because i got to get off at Islington. And here I am, chatting away as I drive. Let's try not to run into other cars and have them run into me. All right, that's good. Uh, I can't really pull the thing down so to stop, so you're going to get a couple more minutes of me as I get to work. So is it just that I'm a slow... I'm slow? Is it... Is it that is it that laziness? Is it the laziness that's in me that makes me slow? Takes me a while to eventually get around to doing something? To, you know, thinking about a certain thing? Am I like this at work? In my work life? I don't know. Maybe I am. Get offered up a project to do start doing things on it. I find these days, I don't know, maybe it's just, I've been doing this for so long that I'm just kind of tired of doing the work. I don't know. I get in the middle of doing a project. I just get bored. The other day I was busy. I was very busy at work. Almost didn't have time to eat. And I was bored. I wasn't really doing anything very fun. I was just doing stuff. And I guess that's possible. I guess one can be busy but bored. Um, 
you always think of being bored as you're not you don't have anything to do and that doing things will always keep you from boredom but <laughs> I don't know I suppose there were those times that I was uh, working on the bottling line as a teenager uh, doing the inspection of watching all the whiskey bottles go by looking for low fill looking for labels not attached looking for you know bottles with no caps on it looking for various problems label problems that was pretty boring I was doing something I was pretty bored don't know that I was really concentrating that much on the job it was always weird whenever the the line would stop because there was a problem of some sort after sitting there and staring at the bottles going whipping by at the speed that they do it's pretty quick they're kind of always going by in the one direction and then when the the uh, the line suddenly stops the room seems to shift backwards it's that optical illusion of, of the sudden stop your your eyes don't your brain is not ready to I guess accept that that is movement so because that has stopped you expect everything else to be moving I guess and you feel like you're falling or a room is moving or whatever I don't know, Dr. Dave will be able to tell us exactly what that's about I think it has something to do with vision permanence or something like that um, but yeah I guess I was certainly bored during that so much so bored so much so bored bored so much so so much so yes that there was even one time when I was upgraded to machine operator and my one job was to start them start the line got paid extra for it um, I came in I looked at a uh, counter one of those little like uh, old style analog flip counters you know the wheels that go around and eventually the numbers go up like they used to have on cars uh, you would look, I would look at this number and that was a number that would indicate the number of bottles that had been through during a certain period I would look at that number write it down on a piece of paper put the date and the time and I'd pull a broomstick a, a shortened broomstick maybe a two foot maybe three foot length of broomstick might one might actually call it a dowel if they were to uh, try to be technical about it but really it was just a broomstick that had been sawn short and rounded at both ends uh, and that was used to insert in a hole through the bottling line to hold back empty bottles from the empty bottle room also known as the bottle room. Um, so I pull that stick, thus allowing the bottles to sort of start to push up against the, I think it's called the universal screw of the line, which would, when machines started, when the line started, those would spin and start to, one by one, spit the bottles onto the line. So then my next job was to press a button. I actually looked down the line, waved my hand, and then pushed a big green button that started the line. That was my job. That was it. Every once in a while, the line would stop because maybe somebody had had a low fill, there was an error in labeling, there was a cap problem, whatever. 
not cat, cap, lid. Uh, so the, the line would stop for a little while, and I'd sit there, and I'd wait, and then I'd look for somebody's hand to wave, to say, all clear, let's go, and i press the button again. And then, my supervisor would come by and say, it is time for lunch, or break, or whatever it was, and I pr- would press a red button, and the line would stop. That was it. And I would do that again at the end of the night. And I'd write, I think my last job was to write down the number, I think, at the end of the night. But that was it. <laughs> so I was doing that job, which I guess I was trying to get to that. It's pretty boring. And uh, I thought maybe I could better myself by bringing in a book to read while that job was happening, while I was waiting to have to press the button again. And I got about a chapter and a half into the book and my supervisor saw me and I was admonished for reading on the job. I wasn't there to be paid to read. I was there to do the work. Even though I was actually doing the work, I was just also reading at the same time. I guess it... uh, put up the wrong look which I would agree it would do you really need somebody to do that job if really all it is is them sitting there reading perhaps this was a job that could be done by more than one person problems I guess with unions and definition of positions and the abuse of of, um, the abuse of it I suppose to a certain extent one needs to make sure that uh, we don't eliminate positions for somebody who uh, could be doing that job. Maybe there are people who need to have that position. I don't know. Anyway, that's getting into something else. I liked it. You know, I look back on it. I'd love to do that job these days, I think. (laughs) No, I wouldn't. I'd be bored, wouldn't I? All right, what's going on here? We all, we're all turning. Okay. Oh, I never know with the traffic in this city. It's now 821. I'm supposed to be at work at 8. So, I'm late. Uh, I left work at, or I left home just after 7. So, I, I am a little bit behind. When I left, my phone told me it would take me 53 minutes to get me to work. Uh, which would have been just about on time. But traffic tends to change in this city within 15, 5, 15 minutes. Uh, depending on where you are. Depending on where you are. Sure, if, if traffic conditions remained the way that they were when I left home, it might have taken me 53 minutes, but they got worse. And they always do. But boy, it seems like if I leave home any later than five minutes to seven I'm guaranteed to be sitting at least an hour in traffic to get out here oh well I'm gonna move up here this is the this is this is what we have to deal with and I I can't complain too much I suppose I'm driving a car I'm podcasting I'm listening to podcasts so 
There we go. Anyway, this is probably a good time for me to pause you. It's in 35 minutes, 34 minutes, 36 minutes, something like that. I hope that uh, as a consequence of me uh, delaying and um, not finding the right moment, I guess, to record, I hope I've recorded something that is at least thoughtful and useful, and I hope that you are well. Uh, Thank you, Scarborough Dude. Uh, As a consequence of your actual recording, I was inspired once again by you to record and put something put something out there and um, there we go alright I better go before people start honking at me because they're honking at everybody else and they can honk on Bobo alright this guy beside me is going to be a douche because that's what you are in Toronto and there we go alright take care bye